I'm taking you back in time on the written compass today, taking you back to maybe elementary school or middle school or high school, or maybe even college days where you had to write a five paragraph essay. I know you may have mixed feelings about this. You may get really excited. You may be devastated and want to hit pause. I am asking you to come in and play with me because I'm going to talk about straight up the problems with the five paragraph essay and why this may be impacting your writing uh, for your book right now. I'm so excited you're here as always. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass. Super excited you're here. I can't believe we are heading to the time of year that we are. Like for me right now, recording this, we are heading into the month of November 2022. Crazy. And whenever you are listening to this, know that this episode is going to really support you. And there's kind of two audiences for this episode. Um, So first, let me tell you what it is. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the five paragraph essay. Raise your hand, send me a comment, send me a note if you're like, oh yes, I remember having to write a five paragraph essay. Now, every now and then I will meet someone who in school did not have to do this. So let me start. If for some reason you're not familiar with the five paragraph essay, this is a school created structure. There's a little bit of like, mm, where exactly, who created it? How did it come to be? But anyway, it got adopted pretty widely in the education world, K through 12 world, and even into colleges. And the idea is that when you are going to write an essay, whatever it may be, you're going to follow this structure called the five paragraph structure, the five paragraph essay. And it goes a little something like this. Um, You may have heard it called like the hamburger, the sandwich, (laughs) or like triangle, square, triangle. Um, There are visuals. People have made lots of money on creating supplemental resources for this thing. So the basic idea is you have an introductory paragraph. Sound familiar? Usually the last sentence of that introductory paragraph has what we might call a thesis statement. And in that thesis statement, You are going to present three, one, two, three, very important part of the five, um, to tell readers what you're about to tell them, right? This might be the three main reasons, uh, your argument you're using to support your argument. It might be the three things you're going to tell them about whatever it is. It doesn't really matter the type of essay. It could be informative. It could be philosophical. It could be research, but three things, three, very important. Your first paragraph, you guessed it, is going to talk about the first thing that you wrote in that final sentence. The second paragraph is going to be about the second thing, and the third paragraph is going to be about the third thing. And then finally, you wrap it all up with a final paragraph, number five, that is a conclusion that generally mirrors the introduction, kind of tells the reader what you've already told them, typically is what happens, and um, maybe leaves the reader with something to think about. Five paragraph essay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, For those of you who didn't, hopefully that was a good enough uh, explanation. So I have spent a lot of time and a lot of research in my academia days as a college professor, really talking about and debunking um, the five-paragraph essay. In today's episode, I want to focus on the problems with the five-paragraph essay. In 2008, I had the pleasure of writing with um, one of my mentors and uh, professors in my PhD program, Dr. Lil Brannon, and several of my wonderful friends and colleagues. And we published for English Journal, um, which is a publication put out by National College of Teachers of English. And 
it was called the five paragraph essay and the deficit model of education. So one of the things that's supportive of, or, or why people, you know, Shana, you might be, you might be going, Shana, like why even do people teach this? There is a reason there are good intentions. It feels like a common sense approach, right? Students struggle with writing is the kind of, uh, assumption. So let's give them a structure to follow and they'll be able to write, right? <laughs> so the idea that it's common sense is really what we broke down in this art, this, um, article that we wrote. Form is the focus and it's common sense to have a clear form, a clear structure to follow so that students don't get off track. It's easier to read, et cetera, et cetera. But we kind of talked about, and I want to talk about here about what, what the issues are, right? So one is that like writing in and of itself, like taking things that are on the inside of you and putting them on the outside so that you can look at them, whether you're typing them with fingers on the keyboard or pen and paper, um, there's a process, like that's not the easiest thing to do, right? And imposing, one of the quotes from the articles that we wrote about um, says this, imposing an arbitrary format like the five paragraph essay makes learning to write just that much harder and for no good reason. (laughs) Writers need instead opportunities to write, to participate within and through multiple genres of writing. And genre just means different styles and formats and shapes and um, organizations and all that kind of stuff, different multiple genres, because it is in and through writing over time through various authoring events. So moments where a a student gets to become the author that writers gain affiliations, those relationships that mark one as participant in various discourses, which just means like they get to be a part of the process versus here's this structure that gets handed to them. It's a form and go fit your ideas into that. And you can go way back into some of my previous episodes, especially at the beginning when I started this podcast, probably the first three, four, five, where I really break down the oppressive acts that happen around writing. This is one of them, like big time. Because just think about it. If you already are in a, a setting of school and your language, your home language, and I don't mean like English, Spanish, French, although that's a part of it too, but like your dialect, the the way you say things, the types of words you use, the way you're used to speaking or writing, if you've ever been someone, you know, encouraged to write at all, reading, all that kind of stuff. If they don't match up with what's happening in school, there's already going to be a friction. There's already going to be some issue there. Now let's come into, and the main, you know, the goal, right, is to push people towards a white, um, you know, kind of homogenized way of speaking and writing, um, if we are honest. And so to impose a form, when we say we're going to do this writing thing, and there's a little writing, and then we have a form, but you got to put it all in this form. And you're already not matching up with the ways, you know, you speak and write and all of that already. And then now you've got to do this. It's like putting on a pair of shoes that don't fit. And you got to go walk, like run a marathon. It doesn't make sense. And we're, we, we rob students and thus I see this issue come when people are coming to write their books because their histories as a writer is wrapped up in this stuff. Students are being trained, right? Your writing can be read if it fits into and conforms into the certain format. 
And one of the things, one of the arguments for the five paragraph essay is that it's just a, it's just a starting point. Once students understand ideas of organization and order and format and all that kind of stuff, then they can let go of the five paragraph essay. Well, here's why that's BS. It's a foundation of sand. I had a student in a graduate class years ago. She was like, but it's like a foundation of sand. And I'm like, yes, exactly. You can't build a house on a foundation of sand, right? Not without some major, major, major work. And so the idea that this is a starting point, the problem becomes is that it's so hard in many ways for certain students to even learn this structure in the first place that teachers are spending so much time and time and time and energy and classroom, you know, moments and lessons just teaching the structure that we never get to that point. They never get to go away from it. And so one of the quotes that was cool from the article um, that I got to be a part of says this, most students never experience the power of their ideas or the structuring of them within a larger conversation. And I'm adding this in when they, you know, always have to fit into this format. Then the quote goes on to say, they never get the chance to use writing to think, to feel and wonder. And this is what creates, um, I'm adding this too to the quote, this is what creates the deficit model. The quote goes on to say, the deficit model does not allow students to participate as writers and language users, as readers and writers in the world. Yeah? Writing is messy. We should be allowed to play. We should be able to read our stuff out loud and hear what other people have to say about it. And let our ideas be shaped and formed in this beautiful, messy way and come to our own decisions about format. And it doesn't mean that format doesn't matter. Yes, we need order, but there's a difference between giving that format from the start before you even have an idea of what you want to say about a something is not okay. All right, I'm getting hot. I would love to hear stuff about the five paragraph essay. I have a friend who listens to this and thinks about her kids. So this one was for you. um, If you're listening to this one, I'd love to hear what you think about this. There's so many things I could say. Um, I hope it connects because if you are a grown human, like I am today, and you are writing and putting your things out in the world, and you have had some of this form is the first like um, priority as a writer, when you were young and in school, it may be impacting you now. So that is the connection. And that is something that I love supporting people with and having conversations about. And my writers always in the Embodied Writing Mastermind, like we talk about these things, we get support around these things. And it is so liberating when people are like, wait, I can just, I get to decide, (laughs) right? I get to decide the, the structure and the form and the organization. Yes. There is not a, here are your two book choice formats. No. No, you get to decide. You get to decide. And what I love doing and what we often do is like, what do the words, how do they want to show up? What's the structure that they're asking for? And that's really cool. Okay, off the soapbox for today. Thank you for sitting with me (laughs) on this soapbox. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it stirred lots of conversation. Share it with your friends. Share it with your kids' teachers. Say, hey, this was something interesting. I'm curious. Do you teach the five-paragraph essay? Let's start discussions. The more we talk about these things, I think um, the healthier it is in terms of creating writers and people who feel like their words matter. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step.